Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, Elvia Allman, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm. What's up, Doc? <laughs> yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breakfast. <laughs> Sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. <laughs> April is the month for parties, and the social season in Mel Blanc's little town is in full swing. At the swanky Larchmont Country Club, the dance has been a brilliant social success, and as the young blue bloods leave the place, they try to make an impression by having the doorman call out their names to announce their expensive cars. Let's listen as the doorman's loud voice rings out. Mr. Henry Dupaister. My Cadillac, if you please. Mr. Sylvester Morgan. My Duesenberg, if you please. Mr. Mel Blank. Piggyback, if you please. <laughs> Well, as a matter of fact, Mel didn't care to make too much of an impression. He sneaked into the dance in the first place. Now let's pick up Mel the next day. He's in his fix-it shop speaking to his girl, Betty Colby, of more reasonable things. Betty, how's about going to the movies with me tonight? We can sit in a balcony and I guarantee we'll have a lot of fun. Mel, how can you guarantee it? I unscrewed the bulb out of the usher's flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight. Oh, I know why. You're still mad at me because of what happened in the movies last week. The way I hugged and squeezed and kissed, and then I remembered we didn't get two seats together. <laughs> anyway, Mel, the reason I can't go with you is because Father is tendering a very important social event tonight. I'm sorry, Mel, but you're not invited. Not invited? No. But, Betty, why not? I'm the same as anybody else. I'm as good as you are. After all, I breathe the same air you do. I see the same movies you do. When we go out to dinner, I pay half the check just like you do. No, no, it's not that. It's just that Father thinks the things you do at parties are so ridiculous. Like that Scotchman imitation at the last party. Putting on a skirt and instead of a bagpipe blowing into a vacuum cleaner. Well, they all laughed. Especially when someone plugged in the vacuum cleaner and it took me three hours to fight my way out of the bag. It's just things like that that make Daddy so provoked. When Father's invited the cream of society, he can't take chances. Oh, I'm sorry, Mel, but it's time for me to go. We're cocktailing at five and hors d'oeuvring at seven. Well, stay with me, Betty. I'm bubblegumming at nine. <laughs> well, here comes your father now. Oh, hello, Pater. Hello, Data. <laughs> Pater, Data. Oh, Brader. Oh. <laughs> Quiet. Mel Blank, you idiot. I told you to fix my ice cream freezer for the party. What did you do to it? Well, Mr. Colby, I didn't have all the parts, so I put in some coils from a beer pipe. Anything wrong? Anything wrong, he says. You moron. All the ice cream I sold today has a head on it. Hmm. <laughs> Acme pistachio. Uh. <laughs> Look, Mr. Colby. Oh, quiet, you idiot. I'll, I, I, well, no, I can't be angry today. I'm, I'm having the most distinguished people in town at my party tonight. I'm breaking into society and the food I'm serving. Caviar, pheasant. Tonight I'll have the biggest spread in town. What's the matter with the one you got? In, uh... 
Why can't I come to your party, Mr. Colby? Because I'm inviting the cream of society. And you have no family background. <laughs> Why, my grandfather fought for the South in the Civil War. I can still show you the bullet holes in his Confederate suit. Well, my grandfather fought for the North. I can still show you the holes in his Union suit. Oh. <laughs> Not only are you barred from the party, but you're never going to marry my daughter, Betty. No woman should be allowed to bring idiots into the world. <laughs> well, Mr. Colby, where would you be if your mother felt that way? <laughs> if you come around my house tonight, I'll break every bone in your body. Come along, Betty. So long, Mel. So long, Betty. I mean, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go to their old party if they got down on their knees and begged me. I wouldn't go for a million dollars. Not me. Oh, uh, uh, Mel? Yes, Mr. Colby? Uh, tell Zuki to come right over. He's going to be my butler tonight. Oh. Anything else you want to tell me, Mr. Colby? No. What more can I say to an idiot like you? Huh. Tried to talk me into coming to his party. <laughs> well, I'm through with him and his daughter. In fact, I'm through with all women. I'll never look at another woman again. Never have anything to do with women. When I have children, I'll bring them up the same way. <laughs> if I could only crash that party, I'd show Mr. Colby's cream of society that I'm just as creamy as they are. Hello, Mel. Oh, Professor Parchnik, my favorite music teacher. Where are you coming from? Oh, I was giving piano lessons to little Bobby down the block. You know, I wish he'd wash his hands before taking a lesson. Why? He has the only piano in town with all black keys. <laughs> Oh, does that Bobby play a slobby knobby? And <laughs> uh, by the way, Mel, uh, what are you wearing to Mr. Colby's party tonight? Nothing. Mel, isn't that a little daring? <laughs> oh, no, Professor. I'm not going at all. Mr. Colby didn't invite me. Uh, the only reason I'm invited is because my pupil, Mrs. Grimes, is singing there. And when Banker Grimes hears her, I'll lose my pupil. Oh, is she terrible? Sounds like a hog caller, huh? Hog caller? <laughs> Mel, on a clear day, she can call the bacon out of a club sandwich three miles away. <laughs> oh, she can't be that bad. Mel, the last time she was singing was at a Thanksgiving dinner. How was she? All I know is that the turkey kept stuffing the dressing in his ears. <laughs> I'm asking you to sing with pear-shaped tones and what is coming out. Fruit salad. <laughs> I'm worried, Mel. I can't afford to lose my star pupil. After all, that's my bread and borscht. <laughs> well, I'm worse off than you are, Professor I'm losing my girl Mel, I know just how you feel I remember when I was married to my wife If I left her for a second, she said By George, I'm going to miss you By George, I'm going to be lonely One time I went on a trip and when I got back, she was gone Where was she? By George <laughs> Hey, Mel, look If you pretended you were a music critic I could get you into the party yeah? Sure, you could tell Banker Grimes his wife has a wonderful voice. Yeah, I could save your pupil and at the same time watch Betty. Professor, that's wonderful. Well, it's a deal. I'll see you later and we'll go to Colby's party together. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs> oh, am I going to get even with Colby? I'll crash that party and be a social lion. Hey, wait a minute. I can't go. 
Mr. Colby will recognize my voice. Uh-oh. One minute, cream of society. Next minute, buttermilk. <laughs> that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet, then try Colgate Tooth Powder. For the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate tooth powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate tooth powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and that great come-and-get-it day. What do you know, there's a great day coming manana, big as life, that day is coming soon. On that When worry is done and money is had At the time things will come your way On that great, great come and get it day I'll get my gal, get his gal that calico gal Calico gal I'll get my mule Gonna get his mule That acre of ground Acre of ground Cause word has come From Gabriel's hall Beneath your plow is a button, and now it's yours. It's yours. Glory time's coming for to stay. On that problem, how not to be Mel Blank. Mel wants to crash Mr. Colby's party to prove he's socially acceptable and help out his friend Professor Pochnik, the music teacher. He still doesn't know how he's going to do it, and while he's thinking about it, he's busy in his fix-it shop hanging up a picture. 
Long nail. <laughs> Gosh, how am I going to get into that party? Oh, here comes my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Hello, Greetings, mighty zebra. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Mighty potentate, how's your little hummingbird? Mel, if you're referring to my wife, the word is bat. <laughs> Matter of fact, Mel, she's a cross between a gull and a loon. A goon. <laughs> no, no, it's not fair of me to say that. She's really a bat. <laughs> Why do you say bat? A bat hangs by its toenails from the rafters. Mel, have you ever seen the scratch marks on our curtain rods? <laughs> If your wife looks like that, how did you ever get hitched? Hung is the word. <laughs> you know, Mel, I wish I'd listened to my father when I got married. He said, John, don't rush, don't hurry. There are plenty of fish in the ocean. But I married my wife anyway. <laughs> How happy I could have been with a mackerel. <laughs> was there much of a wedding ceremony? Yes, there was, Mel, a beautiful one. But, Mel, I should have known there was something wrong when that choir sang... Here comes the groom, dragged to his doom. <laughs> Here comes the bride, riding on her broom. You sound pretty disgusted, mighty potentate. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I were in the car, and I couldn't get it started. My wife just sat there barking at me. John, give it gas. Choke it, John. <laughs> Choke the old rattle trap. Gad, what a temptation. <laughs> but I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just that I've got low in the dark. Mighty potentate, I've got troubles of my own. I thought I'd be able to crash Mr. Colby's society party as a music critic. But I can't because he'll... You'll recognize my voice. Well, Mel, why use your own voice? Just put on a long cape and a beard and pretend that you're an Italian impresario, a foreigner. Hey, that's a great idea, mighty potentate. What made you think of me becoming a foreigner? Mel, ever since I've been married, I've been trying to get myself deported. <laughs> well, good luck, Mel. I gotta be going now. Where are you going, mighty potentate? Well, Mel, I can do one of two things. I can go to the movies and see Stallion Road... Or I can go home and look at the old gray mare I married. <laughs> Say, that's a great idea. I'd better send Zuki to tell Professor Pochnik I'm going to the party as an Italian impresario. Oh, I just remembered. Zuki is working over at Colby's house as a butler. I wonder how he's doing. As with Zuki, the guests haven't even arrived yet, and the punch bowl is completely empty. What happened to it? Well, you see, it evaporated. The maid. The dog. <laughs> oh, well, Zucky, I'll forgive you for that. Oh, that's very nice of you, Mr. Colby. <laughs> nice punch, too. Now, Zucky, you've got to set the table. 
Do you know which side to put the knives and forks on? Oh, sure. I put the knives on the... The forks go in the... Well, the big spoon goes in the... In the... Let them eat with their hands. Now, Dookie, stop this fooling around. Remember, the cream of society will be here, and I want everything to be just right. Now, what will you do after dinner is over? Well, I'll clean the state. I'll pick up the... I'll... <laughs> I'll search everybody for the silverware. Well, Mel, here we are at Colby's house. You look wonderful in that cape and beard. Are you nervous? Of course not. But just don't light any cigarettes near my beard. Oh, it's Banker Grimes. Where's Mr. Colby? Oh, Professor Patrick, come in. Mr. Colby is in the kitchen. Oh, I see you brought a very distinguished friend. I want you to meet Italy's greatest impresario, Salvatore Pasta Gazuca. <laughs> well, well, uh, maestro pasta, pasta, pa pasta, yes. Uh, well, sir, as we say in Spanish, buenas natures. <laughs> and as we say in Italian, a chicken a cacciatore. <laughs> Pastor Kazuka has come to hear your wife sing. Uh, yes, I'm a great singer myself. Listen. Oh, solo, me all. Oh, solo, you all. Oh, solo, you all? Yeah, I come from a South Italy. <laughs> oh, how I hated to leave Italy with all of my bambinos. Uh, do you have many children? 32. <laughs> Allegretta, Glissando. Andante. Well, uh, why did you name your children after musical terms? Because every time I look around, there's a new composition. <laughs> I guess my little one never opens his mouth. I call him a pianissimo. The noisy one, fortissimo. And one is always a spitting out the watermelon seeds, pizzicato. <laughs> and uh, one we're expecting, unfinished the symphony. <laughs> Tell me, uh, is every one of them named after a musical term? All except the oldest one. He takes care of everybody. And uh, what is his name? Petrillo. <laughs> you know what they call me over there? Local 802. <laughs> 32 kids. Uh, uh, why did you leave Italy? I didn't want to try for 64. <laughs> singing. Where's the prima donkey? I mean, the, uh, the prima donna. Oh, oh, yes, yes, my wife. There she is. Oh, darling, darling. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, darling, yes, this is the uh, famous Italian impresario maestro Pasta Gazuka. Oh, please to meet you. Koshnik, let's go. Oh, I'm, I mean, oh, how wonderful. Uh, before I listen to you sing, Mrs. Grimus, uh, please open the mouth. I must examine the vocal cords. Hmm. Well, Meister, what do you see? You are better looking out of the inside than out of the outside. <laughs> now try to warm up a little. Loosen up the diaphragm. <laughs> I said loosen it. Don't throw it at me. <laughs> well, Madame Grimus, I'm ready to hear you sing. Quiet, everybody! Act about it, are you quiet? What's on? Go ahead. <laughs> 
reply. Everybody dropped it there. <laughs> Is this what you've been teaching my wife? From now on, sir, no more lessons. How dare you interrupt her? She's a wonderful. Oh, yes, look at the food on the table. The pig's feet just got up and walked away. That's ridiculous. Madame, continue the song. ruin my party. I'll break every bone in your body. You'll do nothing of the kind, Corby. Mel, let me tell you, that was a wonderful impersonation. You liked it, Banker Grimes? Yes, I did. You changed a boring party into a wonderful evening. Well, well, Mel, my son, come and join us at dinner. Oh, such an idea. I'm hungry. Announce the dinner, Zuki. Oh, all right. Dinner is Where'd everybody go? Ah, Mr. Colby, that was a wonderful dinner. And, Mel, you must come to my house some evening. Oh, such wonderful impersonation. Thanks, Banker Grimes. What do you think, Betty? Oh, gosh, Mel, you're wonderful. It's colossal. And, uh, Mrs. Grimes, don't forget the lesson tomorrow. Bring your tonsils and ten dollars. <laughs> Before we leave the party, I shall endeavor to finish my song. Where'd everybody go? You smoke a tooth powder, keep smiling just right. a dentifrice that does right by your teeth and your breath? Well, it's Colgate Tooth Powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. It foams into action, swirls around your mouth, sweetens, freshens, gives your breath a wholesome lift. Yes, in seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And what a wonderful job it does on your teeth. Really a dazzling performance. Colgate Tooth Powder cleans teeth beautifully, reveals their natural brilliance. That makes a flashing smile. So for teeth that naturally sparkle and a breath that's sweet, use Colgate Tooth Powder. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. 
Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.